<laughs> All right. Hello, Idiots on Parade, the two ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? All is well here, ladies and gentlemen. That is Jake Vevra, stand-up comedian in New York City. I'm Nathan Timmel, stand-up comedian in Iowa City. Uh, we are recording on Sunday, June 13th for a June 14th premiere slash broadcast date. And it will also air uh, Tuesday, the next day, 15th, on Chicago's comedy scene radio on the Talk Network. So wherever you're listening to us, we appreciate it. Um, Chicago throat, Jake. Else. What just happened? What's Jake that? disappeared. No, no, no. I just said hello to Chicago and everywhere else. I had to let the dogs out. I did it seamlessly um, on audio, though. Oh, I didn't, I didn't hear you because I said, how's your throat? And then I didn't hear you say hi to Chicago. Oh, I thought you said, where'd you go? Sorry about that. Oh, uh, I said my, both because I asked where Chicago and then I didn't see you and then I asked where you went. So, No, but, uh, my, my throat's doing awful because I had, uh, I had really bad allergies yesterday. I don't normally get them bad, but for some reason yesterday I was just all fucked up. I sneezed so goddamn hard that it like fucked up the back of my throat. <laughs> Never done that. Do you have your tonsils? I mean, I don't know what the fuck tonsils are, man. I, there, there are I, nodes I, back in your throat. I don't know what they do. I know that they can be taken out, but I just wonder if I have mine. I just wonder if you... Um, I know you got to pay an extra $10 from Craigslist hookers if they still got them. Is that true? I mean, it means you're speaking. bumping something, so it makes it more difficult for them. I just, I found that endlessly amusing, and I don't know why. You're, you're in pain, but the fact that you fucked yourself up with a sneeze is what's amusing to me. Nah, dude, it was that, um, it's kind of that spot in the back of your throat that's kind of in between the, the, the nasal and the throat, if you will. I know this is like deep in, in, in medical terminology now. Yes. But that, that crazy little fucking thing that kind of looks like a, almost like a, almost like a pink teardrop. You know what I'm talking about? If yes. you open your mouth real, if you go, ah. I'm sure all the doctors that listen to our podcast will message us. Dude, doctors love our shit. But that thing, I fucking sneezed, and boom, I blew that thing out. And now I sound like shit. So you apologies to me. anyone listening to me. Well, well let's jump in, Jake. Uh, I have a couple of our favorite topics to talk about. And the first one is the fact that I we always joke about going back in time. Uh, we make lots of jokes about it, like first you kill Hitler and then you do whatever. Jake, do you think that you and I right now are back in time from future versions of us? Because you and I seem to, and I, there's no way to put this without sounding egotistical, you and I seem to know what's going on before the politicians seem to, and before supposed experts seem to know what's going on. And what I mean by that is, in election 2020... I hope this proves simulation theory. Oh, that could be it. We're living in a simulation and you and I have information. Well, here's what I'm talking about. In election 2020, we said that the, the Democrats should just run on COVID, 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 COVID relief and nothing else because too much anti-Trump will be backlash or run on the economy. Like we had this agenda and the politicians, they thought they were smarter than us. And yet they didn't win the Senate outright like they thought they would. And they actually lost seats in Congress. And a new 73-page report came out on minority votes for the Democratic Party. And you'd think because they won, they'd be like, yay, this is how we did it. Um, what happened was Republicans 
said that uh, the Democrats are running on too much anti-Trump rhetoric and the Democrats want to keep the economy shut down, both things you and I have said, and that what minorities want, you know, uh, Black, Hispanic, and and uh, Asian voters, they don't want woke Twitter bullshit. They want a strong economy. And that's what you and I have said from the beginning, is stop acting all like woke and treating everyone like a goddamn victim. Focus on jobs and the economy, and that's what's going to win the next election, not pandering to Twitter and they it, they needed a month long seventy three page study to determine that. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 too bad. But then again, it, it, the next election's pretty far away, man. It's 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 really going to come down to it's next goddamn year, the midterms. This shit happens I mean, way too it, often. Midterms is, but who who the hell votes in that? Like seven Republicans people. do. That's how Obama got the shit kicked out of him in 2010. And that's oh, that's right. That's going to happen again. Yeah, <laughs> it's I know it's totally going to happen again. Oh, because Democrats will sit this one out, and yeah, yes, Republicans are going to be like, I I will wait in line for seven days to vote in the midterms, and Democrats are going to be like, what the hell are midterms? And yeah, Democrats are going to be there. like, we won, Biden won, everything is safe, we're heroes. And it'll be exactly like it was. They'll they'll go through, they'll get all the judges and uh, whoever should retire. I think they're saying, who is it, Breyer? I forget. Someone's supposed to retire now so Biden can get a safe pick in. He won't retire. And then uh, McConnell won't let the next uh, pick come in because they'll be you know, like two years away from the presidential election. The people should decide. It's it's a game, and Democrats have no fucking clue how to play it, and it's funny and sad at, at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess in some of those sort of swing states that you're worried about losing seats in, you got to have a Democrat who who is also pro January sixth Capitol riots. You know what I mean? Who kind of speaks to both sides of the aisle? I don't know if they have to be pro January 6th, but I mean, like, uh, what's I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name. It's the guy we're all hearing about in West Virginia who's. Dude, uh, fuck that. If I was a Democrat, I would show up dressed like the QAnon shaman. I would, dude, I would fucking hit them. They would not know how to deal with me. I'd be like, healthcare should be free. And also, Q knows what he's talking about. Q is real. You know, they, they would not know what the hell to do. Mansion. That's who I was trying to think of. I looked that up while you were talking. Mansion. The guy we're all hearing about, the Democrat in West Virginia, who's anti-choice, pro-gun, and is torpedoing basically Biden's legislation because he think he thinks he believes in bipartisanship. It's everybody's making fun of him, and rightfully so. I mean, he he's but he's winning his state. All he cares about is getting elected in West Virginia. And if he shows that he's not a Nancy Pelosi liberal. He will get voted in again, but the instant he caves on one piece of sensible legislation, he'll get voted out. So that's that's how you have to be a Democrat in a red state or in a purple state. I think you should have to have a background check to own a flamethrower. No. Yeah, they're going to yeah, come. That's out. what we talked about last time is flamethrowers, I think. All right. Well, I wish people would listen to us or at least politicians should listen to us because we called it. It's it's. Not that people love Democrats. It's that they were voting against something, and that's not going to happen again. They're, they're not going to come out in numbers to vote against Biden. And if the Republican Party is smart, and it's not, it's shrewd, but it's not smart, they, how do I put this? They, they, they'll keep Trump on the sidelines. They'll let him crow and raise funds, but they won't let him run again because 
that would be backlash for the Republicans. More Democrats would vote against Trump again. But if they can keep voter apathy high by just running someone that's as evil as Trump, but not as off-putting, Republicans can take shit again easily. Yeah, dude, I think they run a Trump lackey. Someone yeah. gets the nod from Trump, but not Trump. They 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 run um, Crenshaw uh, yeah. from Texas because he he's as, as shitty as Trump, but he's more articulate. He's actually more frightening because he says stupid shit pointedly and believes in it, and people think he's smart. Yeah, that's 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 true, man. Um, th then again, I I was I've been wrong about everything with Trump almost from the beginning. I didn't think that guy was going to win a single state in the primaries when he ran. I'm like, he's too fucking nutty. He's got no political experience. So fuck, maybe they, maybe they do run him again, man. And maybe well, he does if well. They run him no again, my point is, if they run him again, then Democrats will turn out in numbers to keep him out of office. But if they just let him fundraise and and speak. Democrats will say or independent voters will say, yeah, but Trump isn't running, so I don't feel like voting. As long as he's not atop the ticket, they Republicans can keep voter turnout low and then, you know, Republicans will win the election because the reason Biden won is because so many people were anti-Trump. Yeah, 100 percent, man. Um, but then again, you also had like the the pandemic was going on, too. So it was sort of like, I'm not just anti-Trump, I'm anti-guy who fucked this whole thing up. Yeah, no, you that's true, I mean? too. So I, I, it's, it's, it's tough, man. I, uh, yeah, I, 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 I do think that the Democrats would have another massive turnout if they did run Trump. But it's also like, well, so would the Republicans, man. They seem to like that guy. They do, they do. All right, next favorite subject of ours. This is something... We've gone back to this well. I'm going to ask you to tell a story again that you've told a bunch of times, but I always like it. It's a good story. It's the, I'm not sure how to, I'm, I'm trying to shoehorn it into this story, but uh, I'll, I'll lead you to it, Jake. The headline is Arby's employee fired for homophobic slur on couple's receipt. And what happened was, is a, a, a gay couple, uh, Craig Gray and John Burns went to Arby's because they apparently don't care about their digestive system. And when they got their receipt and they took pictures of it and posted it online, two different receipts, two of them. Uh, the first one, the one, the, the receipt for their meal, and then the, the order receipt that they take up to turn in when their meal is ready. Uh, both said that the order name was FAG because that's what the teenage employee did. There were two men standing in line and so he called them FAG on the receipt. So here's where I'm going with this. The uh, manager fired that employee on the spot. The couple complained, rightfully so. Uh, they should not have to put up with slurs like that. It's complete bullshit. Uh, they complained. The manager got the employee and fired the employee. So you think that would be the end of it, right? I, I will say, though, the gaydar on that employee, very strong. I could not. I mean, they looked pretty goddamn straight in the picture. They were dressed bad. Uh, they had shitty haircuts. This I don't is know true. how you could tell. This is true. They they do look like a couple of slovenly. They're they're not the West Hollywood gay men. They are no, Midwest no, no. gay men. Where where did this take place? They look more like typical Arby's in customers than they do like gay dudes. If that makes sense. This is true. Lafayette, Indiana, Indiana gay. So they're Indiana gay, not Hollywood gay. Indiana gay was Elton John's best song. All right, it was a B side. <laughs> it never made it huge, but goddamn it, do I love it. 
Well, so where we stand is these two men went in and were treated horribly by a teenage employee. They, they, they were, they, they have, they shouldn't have, that should not have happened. The guy should have not, should not have written that slur on the receipt, not jokingly, not, uh, and he got fired. The manager on the spot fired him. There was no, we're going to look into this. We'll get back to you. The manager made a snap decision that was correct. He looked at the receipt. He looked at his employee. Yeah, and we said, take a strong anti-gay slur on, on Arby's receipts stance on this podcast. Yes. Now, here's where it becomes a problem to me. Uh, one of the men, Burns, I already read his name, but I scrolled past it. Uh, which one is Burns? God damn it. I hate having to scroll this shit. Um, John, John Burns. So, Burns found the company's response lackluster. In the days following the incident, he said corporate representatives left voicemails or messaged the couple, but when he's tried contacting them back, he hasn't gotten any response. I think they need to have a phone call or phone conversation with me acknowledging what's happened and apologize that way, not just a recorded message, he said. When asked about this, a company spokesman said, I can confirm that both Arby's had tried. So first of all, John, fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Here's the end of it. A shitty employee treated you poorly and that employee was fired. Why the fuck are you contacting corporate and saying, now all of Arby's needs to apologize. I need, fuck you. It's over. I mean, punishment doled out. The teenage shithead employee got fired. There is no reason for you to need to have need to have a conversation with corporate. Corporate was off doing corporate shit. That's not it, the manager handled it. So that's where I am with this story. Is it 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 ends, but now they're carrying it on the crusade. Like, why? What the fuck do you need from corporate? The guy got fired. And the way I'm trying to shoehorn this into your story is um. Yeah, I still don't know what short story you're talking about. Well, I haven't told you which one is the guy that shot his own ball off when you were in the military and then got punished for it. Why should the corporate be punished for the actions of one employee that the guy, the manager, rightly fired? I mean, you're taking this way too far. This is not corporate policy to have teenage employees write slurs on receipts. They get fired. I don't think there needs to be any corporate-wide training or this is going to happen. No, the manager handled it correctly. So that's what it made me think of is you were in the in in the Humvee. The guy shot his own dick off. Or is this a secondary hand story? But either way, once yeah, punishment this, this has been doled out, battalion, but yeah. you don't need to repunish someone. Yeah, yeah, it's well, it's, it's it's a little bit of a stretch tying it to that one, but yeah, it is, basically, it's a stretch. But it's like the yeah. idea, the need for vengeance once justice has been served, is where I was in my brain when I thought of it. Yeah, it's it's one of those things to where it's like, what do you what do you want them to do after they fire them? I mean, are you now if these guys are trying to get free sandwiches, I support them. They look like <laughs> fellas who would try to get free sandwiches. If that's what I think, corporate should be like, listen. Sorry, this kid called you a fag. Not only is he gone, but what? Two free shitty Arby sandwiches. That's right. <laughs> That's what you get with that with that with that shitty uh, fake cheddar cheese that they pour out. You know what I mean? That gas station nacho cheese. Yeah, the, the, the melted shit that's called cheese, but it's not. Dude, they force feed that to Guantanamo Bay prisoners to get them to fucking snitch on their friends and relatives. The cheese or the full RB sandwich? All of it. All of it. 
They give them free Arby's sandwiches until they fucking snitch. And that's how they figure out where the other Al-Qaeda members are. Well, I mean, what do you think they're trying to get out of it? Because he says, Burns said that in the very least, he hopes this could be a teaching moment for the company. It was. Every employee saw fucking the kid get fired. He did something stupid. The manager fired him. It would be nice to hear something from the franchise owner about maybe what they would like to try to do to combat this issue from happening again. Uh, it's kind of out there. You do something stupid, you get fired. What the fuck is wrong with you that you are pushing this issue? You should be championing it as a moment of greatness. Hey, I went to this restaurant. I was treated poorly because of who I am. And the person that treated me poorly got fired. Good on you, restaurant. Quit fucking whining and complaining after the best possible outcome happened. I, I think I think Corbett should reach out to them and be like, listen, clearly we as an organization did not go far enough. Uh, we only fired him. We let him go home. We let him go get a job at another fast food restaurant. What we should have done is is tie him to to the front of the two cash registers. You, you know what I mean? Like we should have we should have stripped him naked, tied him up with his with his arms stretched out between the two front cash registers, and draw and quarter him like the end of Braveheart. We should have cut his his stomach out. Yes. We should have cut his dick off and 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 burned it in front of him. Do you think, and I'm just spitballing here, do you think this is a hmm, a result of, I guess we'd call it cancel culture, where the kid getting fired isn't enough, that he needs to have his picture put on a wall with the word homophobe under it, and it needs to be spread around so that he can never get another job, so that he, this will follow him for the rest of his life, and, you know, when he's... Uh, 70 and talking to his grandkids someone will walk by and go there's that homophobe that gave that you know was treated that couple poorly back when he was 17 arby should have done the right thing and hired the fat nun from season five of game of thrones to walk behind him ringing a bell and saying shame for the rest of his life they didn't do that. something like that but what do you think if during pride month nonetheless they fucking yeah, that's let us true. down um I like your idea that they're just going for free sandwiches because at least that would make sense. If, if they would say that, you know, we, they got their meal free, by the way, they, the manager, I th I'm 90% sure I read that. Let me click back just to make sure he said he took it to a manager and the ma they said they have zero tolerance. Uh, by the time they, they yes. Burns asked to see the manager who refunded the couple's order and fired the cashier on the spot. By the time I sat down on my seat to meet with Craig for our food, I saw him walking down the street parking lot. So, so like he saw the guy get fired right then and there, and he's still contacting. What, what is going through their mind? What, what is the need to take this further? I can't wrap my head around it. The idea, I, it, is it a persecution complex? Because they, they I, I have no idea. Can you can you get inside your head? The only thing I can think of is the free sandwich thing that, that I would like you. I support. Yeah, um, I, I I don't know, man. I, I I think it's they. I think they kind of want attention too. I, I I don't know, man. It's it seems like the the man like you said the manager handled it right. So I don't I don't know what the fuck else you're gonna do. I like that thought that they want attention because we do live in a culture of victimization where the more you show yourself to be a victim, the more people come to your side and go, poor you, poor you, look at what happened to you. Um, 
I'm trying to think of a case where someone was a victim though, and it wasn't like, cause this was handled correctly. Usually when something happens, it's, it's the person I'm a victim. I'm a victim. They're like, Oh, you were treated so horribly. Yes, you are a victim. And then they rally around him. This one, everything was handled correctly. So yeah. I mean, these assholes didn't even pick a good uh, fast food restaurant to go to, even in terms of shitty fast food restaurants. Arby's is not the correct choice. Yeah, I mean, that's they were the bane of uh, the, the Daily Show made them the bane of their existence uh, when Jon Stewart was on. If you remember all those Arby's uh, challenge your colon to a duel or something like that. He was, he I was, do not remember those. No, you but, do or don't. Arby's is fucking terrible. I would, I would, even if I was like, I was starving in the goddamn desert. I would wait a couple days. I would walk past a couple days worth of Arby's <laughs> just to fucking, just in hopes that uh, somewhere, even even like a McDonald's or a Burger King would pop up. That, let's rank them. What, what order do you think fast food restaurants go in? Mm. I personally would probably put Taco Bell near the top, if not the yeah, top, just, just because that. the cheese quesadilla is so simple that... It's just flour and cheese. It's just tortilla and cheese, and that's inherently edible. I don't know. I mean, everyone jokes about their shitty tacos and their shitty burritos, and that's fine. But the quesadilla is simple, and they do it right. Um, McDonald's and Burger King, I used to love the big, ma the quarter pounder and the Whopper. So, yeah, nothing against those. But McDonald's, once they fucked up their fries, I never went back. Well, here's with, with, with all fast food places, I, I go with the really simple shit. Like I'm going off well, what used to be the dollar menu and then inflation. Thanks, Obama, for making it a dollar <laughs> fifty. Uh, but e either way, like the, the extra value menu or w whatever they call it at the different places, man. I'm going with single cheeseburgers. I'm going with the, the, the cheap basic chicken sandwiches, stuff like that. Um, I'm, I'm definitely going Taco Bell. That's the first one because the quesadillas are good. The the cheap, just basic soft shell and hard shell tacos are fucking great. Oh, um, oh, you know it's good. A bit of hot sauce in them and the gordita, the soft shell hard shell combo where they take a hard shell and then wrap a soft shell around it. You've had those, right? Yeah, those those are good, man. Honestly, I I used to like those more. I huh. even even now I'm like sometimes they put a little too much beans. It's not the best refried beans. I'm just, I'm just going simple fucking hard shell, soft shell tacos, squirt a hot sauce in them. Boom. You're good to go. After that, I'm going McDonald's. I'm going single cheeseburger. Uh, and then after that, well, I'm probably doing Wendy's man. The junior bacon is, is pretty solid. Uh, Wendy's then, has good shakes, and you get get French fries, and then you dunk the right. French fries in the shake. You scoop the French fries in the shake, and you get the ice cream salty yeah potato. That's really good. So yeah, and then and then after that, I'm probably going Burger King. Just the the basic uh, again, just their their basic dollar burger. Like I don't even do the Whopper. I the more the, the more these fucking fast food places start piling stuff on the sandwiches, the less I like them. I'm like no 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 no, and the more expensive they get. To where it's like, wait, I'm not, I'm not paying you Burger King $8 for a burger because you put like shitty fried onions on top of it and, and, and whatever else. Like now you're almost getting to a price point to where I could go to just a bar and, and get like a decent bar burger. A real you know burger, I mean? right. Yeah. So 
I, I it's defeating the purpose. Once once you start charging me almost normal prices for like something I could be getting real food for, I, I'm I'm done with you. I don't need to be there. You know, like I I could be I could be off getting a normal sandwich somewhere. So I'm going the 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 dollar menus all the time. So basically, what I think this couple should be trying to do is I think they should make Arby's buy them Taco Bell. I think they should do that. I think that like every time they walk in, the employees need to have some fucking Taco Bell under that shitty heat lamp on standby just in case fucking uh, Billy and Jim come in and they're like, no, 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 that's that's the couple that gets (laughs) Taco Bell every time they come to Arby's. Or an employee has to run across the street or hit the drive-through of Taco Bell so it's fresh, so it's not under a heat lamp, so that they, uh, yeah, so they come in like we want to sit at at Arby's, but uh, the Arby's employee has to run to Taco Bell for us. <laughs> I mean, I used to think that just just offering a gay couple an Arby's roast beef sandwich was a fucking hate crime. You, you know what I mean? Like I, right. I used to think that was as bad as pissing on Harvey Milk's grave. So I, I yeah, I think Arby's should have to give these guys Taco Bell. That makes sense. You just reminded me of an old joke I had. How did it go? Oh, I remember it. It uh, The way you said it was a hate crime. Um, I, I saw in the news somewhere, the, the, this is true, I saw in the news that Red Lobster would donate unused food to women's uh, shelters. And my joke was that that's pretty horrible because think of these poor women. First, they've got some asshole that abuses them, and then they have to eat Red Lobster. That's just unfair. So it's it's basically the same joke idea. We had many of them were punched in the face in a red lobster. I mean, I've never gone to a red lobster and not seen domestic violence. So, I, I mean, it's just it's bringing back bad memories for them. Exactly. Because red lobster is where abusers eat. Hell, I punched heard my here fiance first. in a red lobster just for taking me to a goddamn red lobster. Uh, and that's how we got sued by red lobster. All right. One more story, Jake. Fuck oh, this red one. lobster buy us Taco Bell. This one absolutely ties in, I think, with uh, the shot yourself in the ball uh, story I brought up earlier that I tried to tie to the uh, the other event, the once you've been punished that I tried to tie. Uh, Ice put this man in custody as soon as he walked out of prison after a 32-year sentence. Uh, this, this man, Lam Hong Lee, a refugee from Vietnam, was a teenager. Uh, he was a kid when he came to America. He was a teenager, did teenage things, got messed up in a gang, uh, went to jail for 32 years, walks out of prison, and ICE grabs him. Do you think this is a case? Now, it depends on what he did in prison, if you got you know reformed and you know Bible study and shit like that. But literally to walk out of prison and have ICE jump you and say, hey, by the way, uh, not only are you just done with a 32-year sentence, you were, uh, you're illegal now or we're, we're deporting you, uh, it, Seems it seems a bit much if if he had paid his dues and earned his time and 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 made amends and, and you know, thirty two years is a long time to spend in prison. Hopefully he came out a better person. Who knows? But it seemed a bit much for ICE to jump him. And uh, one more thing, and then I'll let you talk. What what kind of a twist is that? We think we hear ICE, and because we're all racist, we think Hispanic. No, Vietnamese. So didn't see that coming. That was a twist. Yeah, ICE is pretty woke. Ever since the whole Corona thing, they uh, they're going after Asians now. Um, that's, that's, <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I, well, that's the thing as, as you kind of feel bad for the guy, but it's also like he did go to prison for murder. I mean, it's yeah. kind of a serious one. Murder's well, up there, right? Well, okay. Not, not to downplay murder, 
but was it I'm, I'm looking i don't remember it being like him just shooting some random grandmother he wasn't a gang wasn't it just sort of like uh, yeah he killed a rival gang bang rival gang member not it's still murder but it's kind of like a self-cleaning oven when a gang member shoots another gang member it's it's different in my eyes because i'm a horrible person than him just walking into a taco bell and shooting the place up and killing innocents i mean i was still sad at the end of boys in the hood when the words came at the end and said ice tea died yeah well no, I mean, ice cube sorry because we liked ice tea and boys in the hood yeah so ice cube ice cube ice cube. i'm still upset that this asian fella shot ice cube i mean i know he came and shot the guys that shot ricky but i still liked him you know yeah i know but i'm i hear you murder is serious but still okay so now let's uh do a moral and ethical debate is 32 years in prison does that make up for a lost life does the gangbang does, does the victim's family forgive him has he made amends did he just sit there or did he stay in a prison gang and is he gonna sling drugs now that he's out who knows i mean these are things the story doesn't say i mean i i have no idea i just i'm, I'm like well you wait till he gets out of prison to arrest him and deport him i'm like you you couldn't have you couldn't have maybe gotten in touch with the the penal system while he was in i mean it just seems like the government could have talked to what the government and kind of set this thing up before he, his first day at arby's to be fair he did call a couple of fag uh his his first day out of prison behind True. The they thought he was a arby's. teenager but it turned out it was a 50 some year old man who had just gotten out of prison that wrote that on the uh, the receipt he took care of himself he did a lot of he did a lot of push-ups in prison used a lot of face moisturizers, and then he comes out using homophobic slurs behind the car counter. I do like your thought, though, going back to eliminating the joke aside. Yeah, why would ICE not say, hey, uh, instead of United States taxpayers paying for a bed for 32 years and, and uh, three hots and a cot, why not just deport him now when he committed the crime? And there you go. Uh, taxpayers save money. You don't have to deport him after 32 years. You came to our country. You did this. Now you must leave. That seems to make sense. Well, I'm not saying you deport him day one. I mean, if it's a serious crime, like like I've like I've been told, murder isn't mo. Jake locked up. I don't know if you can hear me, but you completely just locked up. If you kill somebody, the punishment should be more severe than a a mother who snuck across the border without a green card. You, you, you know what I mean? Like I'm, yeah, I'm a little more concerned about this dude than, well, than her. If there's one thing that I have learned uh, in my life though, going back to something you said a minute ago, government doesn't talk to government. I mean, no. government never talks to government. I read the 9-11 commission cover to cover. And the basic takeaway is, is like, 9-11 was a jigsaw puzzle and a bunch of places had one piece of the puzzle, but they didn't talk to any other places and then 9-11 happened. And I just finished uh, a couple of weeks ago. I, in fact, I talked about it at the end of the podcast, The Premonition by Michael Lewis. And it's the same thing. You had all these health officers talking about uh, COVID as it was beginning. They, before we even knew it was called COVID, they're just like, hey, something's happening in China. How do we prevent it from happening here? But nobody like the big organizations in government health they wouldn't talk to one another 
And so shit happens. And it's just going to keep happening. We, we are live and don't learn. Government never talks to other agencies. They just, they try and do everything in house and fail every single time. So I just lived there for 32 correct, years. But, Ice was just hanging out outside the prison going, oh, that lucky bastard. We can't get him until he's out of there. And, and they're just hanging out waiting for this dude. Like, ha we got you now. You're done with a 32-year prison sentence. You were fucking, that. you were skating us in that federal penitentiary. Either that or it was like uh, the longest game of hide and seek where they, they just couldn't find him. And then uh, the day he walked out the door, gotcha. Like, uh, uh, they, he thought he was going to tag in home free. We were, we were almost going to arrest this guy and deport him. But then what? He confessed to a gang murder he didn't do to get, to get past us. That sneaky <laughs> son of a bitch. To, get, to go to jail to hide from us for 32 years. Uh-huh. Dude loved it in there. We got him now. There. All right. Well, those are the stories I had for you today, Mr. Jake. You got anything you want to talk about before we sign off? Seen any movies, done anything fun? I feel like I watched a movie a couple weeks ago in the theater that was awful. But I'm re-watching the now. Lethal Weapon series. I did one and two, and oh, those are so good. They still stand up. Both the first two Lethal Weapons are fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah, those are great. Diplomatic community. That was two, right? Oh, yeah, that was two. Now, the, the sad thing is, is uh, I have three and four coming up. Three is easily the worst in the series, and then four is fine, but it's not as good. It's like three and four don't even come close to one and two. Yeah, yeah, those are more. Well, because what, what ends up happening with, with a lot of the, um, the, the action franchise, especially like the 90s ones, is they start turning them into comedies. Yeah, absolutely. Which I yes. guess is fair. You know, like the story's done. The the action star is 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 in his late 90s and so you know, it's not going to be what it was. And that and so true. it's a there's a sort of honesty to it that I kind of respect. Have you uh my wife finished uh what is it Maria of Easttown, Mayor of East the the new uh Titanic lady uh HBO series. Have you checked that out? My wife told me to watch it. She said it's fantastic. No, no, I've I've heard good things though. What's what's it about? I don't know, but I'm I guess I'm gonna watch it. So maybe we'll talk about that next week. We'll watch the new HBO miniseries, uh, and uh, yeah, check it out. I, I right, well, you got anything the, you want to um, plug? The doc Jake? on opiates on HBO that was pretty good. You seen that? No, I haven't. Yeah, check that out, man. It's called I think Crime of the Century. Something All right. Like yeah, dude, it's um, it's 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 pretty wild. To, like I'd, I'd heard just kind of the stories about uh, these companies sort of bribing doctors and whatnot to overprescribe opioids, but to to actually see their goofy commercials where they're like the I mean, this was stuff they were giving to doctors, like like weird little the the marketing companies for like OxyContin was giving these commercials to doctors where you're like, even if even if you're not a doctor, you're going, what the fuck are they talking about? They go, oh, pseudo addiction is a thing. Basically, if, you're, if your patient seems like he's addicted to opioids, that's actually just signs of back pain. So double his <laughs> prescription. And you're like, what the fuck? Okay, what is that called again? I'll check that out. Crime of the century. Crime yeah, of the century. Just, right. they're, dude, they're going nuts. They're, oh, are they nodding off in your office? That's their sciatica. Crush one up, crush an oxy pill up in front of them and hold their head down and snort some oxy. Are they are they flatlining? Well, then I that's literally back pain killing them. So I you just need to administer CPR oily orally 
and administer fentanyl anally. Uh, we need to cure this back pain and keep them awake to keep taking our drugs. All right. Well, let's talk about crime in the century next week, my friend. Yeah, it's pretty well. All right. Love Gurus, the uh, love podcast, every Thursday at 8.30 Eastern. Yes, 8.30 Eastern, live on YouTube. That's uh, Jake and Suzanne Lee. Jump on, chat in the comments. Yep. Ask questions, all that good stuff. And uh, I have uh, shows coming up in July, but right now I'll just plug my book, go to Amazon and look up We Are 100 by Nathan Timmel. And you'll see it has a bunch of good reviews, and I want you to buy a copy. All right. Oh, also, got this, this coming Saturday, you can see me on a Zoom show. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not actually Zoom, man. It's this, it's this platform where you can live chat during the show. Um, oh, is that the one we did shows with last fall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, same one, man. Um, I thought he shut down for a while. It was back the up The Remo running. app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing another one. So I'm going to oh, be good. on that. You guys can check it out uh, digitally. I think it's at 10 p.m., Eastern, I could be wrong. So I guess just, uh, yeah, jump on my uh, socials and find out. And look for the promo. All right, kids, thanks for tuning in. We will talk to you next week. Later. Later.